Warning, this podcast is not safe for work, home, school, kids, pets, anyone or anything that is squeamish, easily offended, or overly religious. You have been warned. Welcome to Rob's Basement, where we drink beer while playing, testing, and talking about all things Schwab Entertainment. If you make it to the end of the podcast, please share and comment. Welcome back to Rob's Basement for the third episode, I think, maybe fourth or fifth, who knows. Uh, Tonight we are short a few people due to various uh, and sundry health issues. Uh, Cecil is having his scalp repolished, and uh, Troy is currently getting a milk bath. So tonight we're going to do something different than we did last the last uh, two episodes that involved this uh, band of narrative wells, and we're going to start over sort of with a group of new characters. Uh, we're going to give a, a brief survey of what we're playing, and then we'll get started. So why don't we start with uh, Dan, who's playing Dugan Stonecarver, an old dwarf who has recently left the mountain uh, to see the world. He's very much a get off my lawn kind of guy. All right, Steve. Uh, I am playing Gunnar, a young adult warrior dwarf, uh, who spent much of his childhood helping his father as an arms merchant. I like it. And Greg? I'm playing Lilith, a human female uh, teenager who grew up poor in a town and is a magician. All right. And uh, finally, uh, Eric. I'm playing a clockwork spell guard named Shelf. Uh, He was created to be a translator and can read and write the dark speech. Uh, he escaped from his creator. Right. Okay. So we're moving on. Uh, like you all at home to think about the clockwork who is my main job. He's like the anti-C3PO. Uh, it's like, I know one language, and by speaking aloud the word of vocabulary, I will bring about the end of all things. But I mean well, and I can speak bocce, too. Uh, so that's what we have here with our clockwork, who is a dark speech, tr- dark speech translator. <laughs> there's, there's more to his backstory, but we're being brief. We are. But I, I did, a, I, I did, did go off the rails there for a moment, but that could have something to do with my unending level of cynicism and self-loathing that uh, seems to afflict me at all turns. Okay. Well, now that we've covered that. Uh, you guys uh, know each other, obviously, because your group levels too. Uh, and the reason why you know each other is because you survived the horrors of the imperial capital of the empire collapsing in itself. And you guys were, a, a, you helped some refugees get out of the province into the neighboring Holy Kingdom. And you have, uh, and your, your first experiences were all about trying to get out. And so you have been in this refugee camp for a while. Uh, it's been, we're going to say it's been two months and there are whispers that, uh, the orc armies are on the march and that indeed they have invaded Tyr and have killed Horus, uh, the heir apparent of, uh, the empire, the human heir for the long line from the first emperor and so on, which of course creates a lot of nervousness and fear and loathing here on the edges of the Holy Kingdom. Now, where you are in the Holy Kingdom, as I said, you're just across the border. And here you see there is, uh, you're in a encampment that's being protected by about 5,000 Holy Kingdom soldiers. Uh, they are being led by the clergy, as you know, as the Holy Kingdom would do. Soldiers are outfitted in chainmail, and they've got white cloaks, and they've got the, 
tabards that show the, the Ouroboros serpent eating its tail on the front. And they're all very stern and very pious men and women. And they're all very, very proud of the fact that they have, they have got beliefs they can cling to in these dark times. But you guys have been kind of huddled down in the refugee camp, which is a group of about 10,000 people who have fled from Kakris. And have made it across the border. And they're relying on the protection of these folks. We'll just take a moment to kind of talk about what you have done for the refugees while you're living in this camp. Why don't we start with Shelf? And please maybe look at something other than translating dark speech. <laughs> well, yes. He, uh, he also has another profession. Well, he's, uh, he's a, has the soldier profession uh, and scholar of magic. Nice. Okay. Uh, so yeah, he uh, he would have helped protect the group as they uh, cross the border. He hasn't really offered his services as a scholar of magic to the Holy Kingdom because even though he doesn't think the dark speech is bad, he knows that other people do. So he's kind of kept that to himself. Uh, but he's kind of uh, kind of like the big brother to everyone. All right, making sure everyone's okay. And we'll see. I th- I think you probably have lots of little brothers that are kind of clinging around you sure. and, and uh, turn your crank. I mean your uh, your key. Oh, uh, he doesn't have any facial features, so that's oh, kind of weird. Right. right okay. Uh, it's a little offsetting. Uh, what are you, What are you doing, Lilith, during your time here in this refugee encampment? I'm only 13, so I'm probably making sure all the other like little kids are taken care of and things like that. Okay, so you're attending to the kids. Uh, Gunnar has spent time as a soldier and uh, a tracker, so he's probably helped uh, track up some game and whatnot, help feed the refugees as far as also protecting and whatnot. Um, he has spent some time as an arms merchant with his family, so bartering and whatnot has been part of his things that he's just good at in general. So cool, that works. Helping people out. And Dugan? Well, Dugan basically stands around as many important people as he possibly can, trying to listen and learn about the outside world. Um, always happy to interject, whether wanted or not, with his scholarly knowledge of etiquette, heraldry, and law, uh, in addition to dwarven tactics of war. Okay, cool. All right. So, yeah, as I said, you've been here for, a, maybe we'll, we'll call it uh, three weeks since you managed to get out of, of Kakris before the uh, things really you know, went sideways. And during that time, you've been engaged in your various activities, tending to kids, listening to important people and trying to ingratiate yourself with them, hunting, tracking, bartering, and also uh, translating dark speech for the random speakers <laughs> of dark speech that you're living in this community. Uh uh, or soldiering and being a big brother. Uh, so you've done all this, but you've also, all of you have kind of heard rumors, uh, well, not only heard rumors, but you've seen firsthand that uh, there is some sickness that has been plaguing, see what I did there, uh, this camp uh, for a while, uh, and that there, maybe that some of the sickness has, has to do with poor sanitation or something, but people are falling ill. That's the first thing you've noticed, and maybe some of you might have been engaged or known people who have, who have passed away, <laughs> succumbing to whatever foul pollution is uh, running ravage, uh, running roughshod over the locals. The other thing you've also heard, uh, and since uh, Dugan, you have been uh, rubbing elbows with the the rich and powerful and elites. You've also heard that there is talk that uh, there was another band of refugees that are expected to come to the camp. Uh, and you believe that one of them includes a fairly famous member of the Red Cloaks, the House of Healing, who would certainly be able to chase off whatever this plague is that is afflicting this settlement. Do the, uh, the guards have any plans to go meet the, uh, 
the incoming refugees. From what you asking around, you find out that there there were there was a small expedition, a small force that was sent out to try to escort them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, they were sent out three days ago, and there have been no signs. No pigeons have come back, to, or crows, or whatever bird that you might attach a message to, big or small, has not made its way back this way. Ostriches work nicely. They do. They don't fly very well, but does it look like the um, the people in in charge are worried that they haven't heard yet, or does it appear that they are just going about everything else because there's only well, there's a two to one ratio of guards to sick people kind of thing? Well, there there is a there's really almost a two to one ratio of sick people to guards. Yeah, uh, yeah that's so, right. uh, But what you're what you're kind of getting a sense for as you're making your way around the the camp. You're getting a sense there is some concern because mm-hmm. the the disease is not responding to whatever treatments they have. There aren't enough healers or of people of strong enough faith to be able to combat the disease, uh, at least at a miraculous level, uh, even though they have made some inroads there, but not enough uh, to be able to stave off uh, Father Death, who seems to be walking from tent to tent to claim his due. Um, Dugan does cure one, attempts to cure one person a day. Sure. That's, that's all I'm allowed to do. Shelf is probably uh, carrying the bodies to whatever burn pit they have because he can't be diseased. Right. Okay. So he's helping out that way. Well, the situation's looking fairly dire. Uh, you've you think that the body count is approaching uh, the casualty count is approaching ten percent of the total and climbing. Uh, is there any like common denominator on people that are dying? I mean, is old, it- young. It's, I mean, it's, it's anybody. It's, it's really anybody. Can be okay. yeah. And the symptoms uh, uh, present themselves as uh, high fever, lots of shaking, and then usually towards the end, mad laughter that eventually gets to the point where their face contorts into a weird rictus grin and their eyes roll back and they fall over dead. What are they calling this disease? Uh, they're calling it the Giggling Fits, which was my stage name in 1973. Curiously, clockworks can't laugh either. Especially not when you without faces. faces. <laughs> That's going to be the name of my first novel. Making the clockwork laugh. Okay. So you already had a first novel. We have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, so we're, I'll, I'll zap somebody with a cure spell once a day and um, <clears throat> keep doing what we're doing. All right. Well, it's uh, getting late in the day. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks of, of fighting the disease and also seeing to the locals when uh, you hear a commotion coming from the edge of the camp. Uh, a lot of shouting, and then you see some soldiers making their way to the edge of camp. I uh, I. Tell the uh, young ones nearby to uh, go back to your tents. Um, I kind of motion my friends to go check it out. I think it's a good idea. Let's do it, lad. All right. You you all go to the edge of camp, and you see there uh, gathering, uh, coming into the camp itself, is a line of bedraggled, broken, blood-stained, injured people who have suffered unspeakable atrocities as they've made their way out of the capital province into the Holy Kingdom. Um, there you see um, the marshal who you've met. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's promptly ignored you after your first meeting, but uh, his name is Marshal Conrad. Uh, he is the leader of this particular encampment. You're uh, several marshals that uh, run different camps all along the edges of the border as they're kind of building up to war. Kind uh, of throw back the orc host if they decide to invade. Uh, 
You also see uh, an Inquisitor named um, Paulus, P-A-U-L-U-S, and he is dressed in the black robes of his office, but he is not wearing his skull mask since he's not going to interrogate anybody right now. Um, and then you also see a priestess of the new god that she's actually a hammer, which they are the militant crusader types. And she's dressed, she's outfitted in uh, gold-trimmed, full-plate armor, carrying a giant freaking hammer. Uh, her hair is pulled back into three braids that hang down to the middle of her back. The armor um, is has angelic figures embossed on it. Shelf looks at his own war hammer and has hammer envy. Dugan looks at his braids and has <laughs> braid envy. Uh, uh, her name is Sarah. So does this look like the uh, the refugees that we were expecting? Well, there are refugees. Yeah. Um, and you see that Sarah, who uh, you know um, Lilith because you overheard someone talking, was that she was the one who spoke highly of the Red Cloak who was supposed to be part of them. She seems to be looking over this uh, this crew uh, closely to see if she can spot her friend. But there doesn't seem to be anybody who's got the red hand tattoo on their face or the, the indicator, the cloak that would indicate their affiliation with the particular organization. Uh, I go up to the ref. How many how many refugees are we talking here? You're looking at about 35. Okay, so I just start walking into them. I'm like, are you diseased? I start checking them for disease. Because if they're diseased, we have to separate them. So I, I start checking them for symptoms of the giggling fits. All right, no one's laughing. Uh, no one's like shaking. Fevers. And you're not... You, hard for you to tell if someone's generating a lot of warmth. But uh, nobody looks really sick. A lot of people have broken bones or mm-hmm. lacerations, uh, exhaustion. Uh, <clears throat> definitely should keep them out of the area, but get them somebody working on the level. The to, little uh, To allay their fears as I approach them, I say, don't worry, I'm not... A doctor, but I do carry bodies to the pit. Let me check you for disease. And of course, it's being said by a faceless guy who translates dark speech. They don't know that part. The little kids have a sign at a hundred. Photo again. They've written something across his face. <laughs> you need to see it. Oh, sharpie cock. <laughs> Ask this guy what dark sp- how to say fuck off in dark speech. <laughs> All right, so Sarah is uh, is is also questioning some of uh, the uh, the, refugees. the refugees, and uh, she's asking after her contact, um, which was named Philip. Uh, and it turns out, from what you can kind of pick up, that they were late waylaid two days ago uh, on their way here by a bunch of orc raiders. Which side of the border? Uh, the Caicos side. Okay. You're right on the Holy Kingdom border. So two days in back into that country, mm-hmm. and uh, she starts arguing with uh, the marshal uh, to see about sending out a force to get them back. Well, as they're arguing, I've I've completed my inspection and found no disease. Right? That is correct. Although you uh, did find a very interesting case of turnips. Turnips. Well, I yeah. So I, I having completed my inspection, I'll go towards where they're arguing, and I'll say, Marshal, I have completed my inspection. I found no disease among the new refugees. Uh, thank you. And he goes back to arguing with uh, Sarah, saying that we can't afford to uh, send out a force into obviously dangerous countryside or provoke the orcs in an engagement. And they continue to argue. I just stand there, turning my no face towards one than the other, <laughs> watching the conversation like a tennis match. How close are they to us? Yeah. As close as I am to you right now, which is in your lap. 
For those listening at home. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, a few feet. Well, what about a small bird? I'll walk over to Duke and I'll be like, do you think they would give us a reward if we went out and looked? Yeah, uh, Shelf has a rapport. Shelf probably could have tried and hook us up with a fee to go and scout out for these vile bastards. Why don't you go offer our services for a reward to go look for survivors? I nod and say, Marshall, we would like to go look for the survivors in exchange for monetary coin. (laughs) (laughs) Works out great. Monetary compensation? Yes. um, That's what I said. (laughs) Pretend that's what I said. (laughs) We're all pretending. All of us together. (laughs) We... He seems to think about it for a moment, and uh, and he says, You know, I think that might work. Why, I never even thought about sending a small force into this heavily armored and, and occupied land. We should certainly send a small force. Do you think you, you think you could do it by yourself? I would be happy to pay you out of my personal my personal funds. I was saving up to get my children braces, but I'm able to but I've got enough money that I can make sure that you are loaded in grease to keep your inner workings working. Without making any noise. How much money do we need? <laughs> I turn to Lilith and say, Well, we can't send a little girl out there. What are you talking about? What's wrong with you? We have to go back to the drawing board. Well, she'll be accompanied by myself and the... Uh, oh, well, of course, that's fine. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I forgot. You remember me, Marshal. We've talked on many occasions about dwarven tactics being helpful in your time of need. Right, right, Dugan. I... You have offered many insights into how we can conduct this war, and you certainly have shown us every place we've done things wrong. <laughs> Maybe, says Sarah, that it would be best to send Dugan and his little friend Gunner, not little in a, in a other disparative way, but a little bit younger, right? Um, my, my best friend's mom always said when I went to her house, she Sarah said, I was shaving at this point, and she still called me one of my best friend's little friends. Like shaving what? So maybe uh, Dugan and Gunner could take shelf, shelf um, and at least see if they could follow the trail. Well, yes, we can do that. Gunner's a tracker. I'm, uh, the marshal starts to say something about Lilith going again, and Sarah just shakes her head. I slip like back away and just slip back out. All right, and we will. Uh, where uh, where were they captured? Two days. Well, uh, Sarah says again, and I'm, I'm not going to do her voice because it's it's lower and sultrier than mine. Uh, sounds like someone's dropping a bag of gravel into a porcelain toilet. That's what it sounds like. Um, Sexy. Yeah. Uh, she says that um, from what I've been able to tell that uh, they were ambushed uh, by raiders of some kind about two days on foot. These people are probably moving maybe three miles an hour. So they're probably only going about 10 hours a day at most before they'd be exhausted. 60 miles. Then, Marshall, we need some horses uh, to get that far quickly. Can you let us borrow some horses so we can... Of course. Yes, naturally. We've got plenty of horses. Uh, In fact, I have... I'll give you my personal steed. It should be able to bear your unusual weight. Excellent. All right, so they give you a big, giant war horse nice. and three regular horses for you three. Uh, I, uh, I pet the horse and ask what the horse's name is. No, sir. <laughs> no? That's his name. That's what he says to you. The horse? Just no, sir. <laughs> no. 
Oh, hello, horse. I'm Shelf. Starts riding off in the direction that we need to go. Yeah, I follow Dugan. If no one follows, he'll just go to some other encampment. If no one follows, he'll continue on the quest. I'll follow Dugan. Okay, so uh, the fourth, so Dugan takes, uh, kicks his his uh, kneeless heels into his horse's flanks and goes down the path that uh, that the was left by the people, the refugees who came last. Do you find everybody else follows? Oh, yeah. right? Well, now that I'm properly acquainted. <laughs> with the horse, the horse is just he, the horse is, is the war the giant war horse is making his way down the road, but he's giving you the stink eye. Horse is looking back over his shoulder periodically just to look at you. Every once in a while, you see those lips move. No sir. <laughs> well, I'm jealous, jealous of his speech. lips, but I have none. In dark speech. No, sir. It's a dark speech. You're pretty sure it's a dark speech, too. Right. Of course it is. You're able to translate horse and dark speech. It's a gift. All right, so you uh, it's night when you guys take off, and you and it's full-on dark after you finally get settled up and provisioned. You have enough food to get you there and back again. As water, the clockwork has plenty of... Uh, pork filling to do what he needs for clockworky things. Uh, but you're making your way down the road. Uh, also, make sure you guys give yourselves uh, two healing potions each. I already have four. Well, now you've got six. Can these new ones be in syringes also? No, they're not in syringes. It's the only way to take healing potions once you start having silver. Oh, I forgot my uh, interesting thing was a cart with a sad donkey that stayed at the camp. Why did you need a horse? You had a cart with a sad donkey. Well, the, the donkey yeah, is sad. He can't pull me. Right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so this, as you're going down, and no, sir, the horse is giving you a, a look, uh, you hear the bray of your sad, sad donkey uh, emanating from the encamp where you left him, with a lot of children making fun of him and calling him donkey names. Uh, you get eventually outside of earshot of the camp and the torment of your poor donkey and the also unnamed cart, uh, and you make your way down uh, the path to where you, in direction that you were given by the refugees. Is there a path of beat down grass? Yes. And 35 uh, refugees is, bleeding everywhere? This is a hilly countryside. Uh, it's grassy hills, um, occasional rock that juts up like a weird tooth. Uh, here and there, a few ruins speckled. Uh, as you're coming down from the hills into the, the flatlands that make up Cacris proper, uh, you're able to see more of the countryside, although it's getting dark, and Tartarus is rising and casting its red, lurid light all over the countryside. Give me a perception challenge roll with one bane. Twelve. Nope. Nope. See, boys, when you're old like me, you're used to looking out around, so your perception score succeeds. No, I have a 10. I have a 10. All right, well, as you're kind of coming down, you're coming down the slope, you see there is a burned-out farmhouse that is up on your right. And the, the house, you all notice the farmhouse. That it's kind of hard to miss because uh, there's still smoke coming off. But even though it's night, it's still pretty visible, and you're maybe 100 yards off from it. Uh, but you did, you think you saw some movement coming from that farmhouse around that area. Again, you're 100 yards away from it. What are you going to do? How far away are we from the refugee encampment we just left? Uh, you were maybe a half a mile. Okay, so pretty recent. 
keep going unless someone stops us. Yeah, unless there's something else to do. There's something I just, I just stay with them. But you got it too. Yeah, yeah. There's some movement up there. We should go look. It might be one the straggler that fell off injured. It's possible. Sure. Yeah. Is is our path <coughs> towards that house or? Uh, you're kind of just making you're you're following whatever trail they left, which you're able to kind of follow that fairly well because there were 35 of them, mm-hmm. um, and it seems like it kind of passes by this area. Okay. Yeah. Let's head off towards that house, keeping our path still, obviously, well in sight. Okay, so you're uh, you get you're closing into the house, uh, 80 yards, 60 yards, 40 yards. 20 yards. So how you say it's still smoking, like... Yeah, so what you can see, the house itself has uh, two of its four walls are intact. The roof has all fallen in. You can see the wall, the, the back wall of the house is facing you. The side wall of the house is also relatively intact. All the glass is all shattered out. Uh, smoke's coming out from the wreckage in the middle, where the outer walls have caved in. Uh, there are a couple outbuildings that are, that are still intact, including an outhouse and a small barn. Uh, I guess uh, open. as we get closer, I'll try and see how, I mean, was this like a recent fire? Um, it's still, smoky, so. it's yeah. still smoking. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it's, they didn't, the marshal didn't, uh, say anything about a burnt house. You are correct. On the way in. So maybe this happened after they passed by. That's a possibility also. Let's, we should, yeah. we should check it out. I think I agree. All right. You're still on your horses. Yeah. Yeah. I'll uh, mm-hmm. ride up to the house. Ride up to it. Yeah. I'll tell no, sir. I would like to get off. Okay, so you guys are kind of rounding to the front of the house where the walls have caved in. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you round the you round the house proper, and you see as you come around the come around the edge of the house, and you're getting ready to tell him, no, sir. I want to get off. Uh, that uh, there are five humanoid figures. They look like orcs. Uh, Two are watching three do something else. The three they're doing something else. They are hacking apart the bodies of some something. And uh the two in the back are laughing. They're all carrying crude axes and they I snap up and look at you. And one of the orcs who uh is wearing uh a male shirt but has the nipples cut out of it is kind of rubbing his his torso in anticipation of the coming violence. Oh, boys, look at those fuckers. We should take them apart like we did this family. Oh, what do you say? Yeah, fuck Drudge. Fuck the humans. And they surge forward. Fast turns. Shout. What happened? Do you know what happened to the house? <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to take my Warhammer and smash one of these fuckers upside down. Right, so you're going to charge forward to close the distance? Sure. We're like Warhammer brothers. <laughs> That's right. Now, you're, on, you're on a horse still, yep. so... Uh, that's no problem. So you're charging, so one banner or tackle. Okay. And 13. 13? All right, so your horse goes riding by this guy. You swing your warhammer to try to catch him. He ducks into the way and starts laughing. Uh, anybody else going in fast? Yeah, I am. I've got a 17 against its will. Uh, you got one of its wills. For the next minute, one of them must choose for each round whether to take a d6 damage or be compelled for one round. Who'd you catch? Obedience. Hmm. And every round he makes a choice to either take damage or yep, yep, do yep. what I tell him. Okay. I'm going slow. 
Anybody else going in fast once, no. twice, three times later? <laughs> All right, so we've got uh, you're up there in the scrum because you charge forward. Uh, the rest of them, and then you guys are all kind of hanging back. So two of these guys are going to go for you and your horse. One's going for your horse. One's going for you. Uh, they like to eat whatever they can get. And the other three are charging forward to engage the three of you. So we'll start with the two that are on you. Uh, here we go. 19 defense. Yep. Uh, take 13 damage. Holy shit. And that is a 19 again. Yeah. For uh, 9 damage. <laughs> uh, on your horse. Okay. Oh. 13 on you, 9 on your horse. And you've got the horse stats in your book, right? I get it. Okay. Uh, then we have the ones that are charging forward. We'll start with one of Dugan. Uh, that is a 17 defense. All right, let's call it higher low first, though. Higher low. Hi. Okay, so it's coming for you instead of your horse. Okay. Uh, Dugan, please enjoy nine damage. I have enjoyed it. Great. Uh, coming for Lilith. Uh, call it higher low. Low. Coming for your horse. Your horse takes uh, ten damage. And then on uh, a shelf. Higher, call it higher low. Thank you. Higher. Okay, it's going to be a horse thing, too. That's a 13 against your horse's defense. We have that. Yeah, defense is 11. All right, so your poor horse takes uh, nine damage as well. All right, so the orcs are uh, not being really, not using tactics at all. They're just chopping into your horses. Hacking and slashing. Hacking and right. slashing. Mm-hmm. All right, that takes it to slow turns. Does my horse get to attack? Uh, you're riding your horse. Um, I believe you share an action. So you can, have, you can use your action while you're riding it to make your horse attack. The mounted combat rules, Rob. I got him right here. It's like ragu. Right. Uh, you and your mount take turns together, and you share a single action. You can use an action to attack, You can have your, or your mount can make an attack. Your choice. You can choose to have you and your mount attack the same action, but each of you make your attack rolls with two banes. Hey. Rochelle says, uh, No, sir, no! You gotta get away! Uh, and I pop off, uh, No, sir. Try to get in this guy's face and attack him for me. <coughs> use my yeah, action. go ahead. Okay. Uh, my uh, Warhammer. I know. Excited about this Warhammer brother fight. <laughs> Alright, that's going to be 19 to hit. All day long, all day strong. Takes 12 damage. Uh, Greg, give me six, D6 damage, by the way. One. Alright. What is the orc who is run up on Mr. Dugan wielding? Uh, he's wielding a battle axe. Um, his hair has uh, been spiked up into... Great orange stalks. Cornfield on his head. I'm going to slide down off of the back of the horse, kind of putting the horse between me and him. Of course. <laughs> and I'm going to cast bolt thrower. And I'm dropping a bolt thrower on the ground right here. Alright. Bolt thrower is as assembling. Anybody else gonna take a, a slow turn? Yeah. Alright, well your horse is gonna get your uh, no sir is uh, is a war horse. Yeah. And uh, he says in dark no, speech. No, no, sir. sir. No, sir. You're going to kick the shit of the horse that just, uh, the orc that attacked you. So he does that with a roll of 25 total. <laughs> and that orc takes three damage. <coughs> and that orc is now injured. All right. That takes to the end of the round. Nothing else is happening. End Back to round. fast turns. Uh, end of the round. Of the round. round. Both of our shoots at the end of the round. Go for your target. Thanks. I'm going to read this damn thing. Last duration at the end of each round. Yep. Yeah. All right. And so he's going after the orange spiky guy who made bad life choices. That's a twenty-three. All day, please. All right. 
Is that a uh, crit for you? Is it a crit? Is it owed by five or more? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Extra dice damage. Thank you. Seven damage. All right. He takes a bolt. Uh, he shrinks in pain, but he is still on his feet. Anybody else going to go on? That was the end of the round. Yeah. Back to fast turns. Um, fast turns, yeah. I'm going to uh, uh, put the Warhammer in this guy's face. Do it. Because I'm jealous he has a face in that door. Yeah. Correct that. After so on a slow turn, I can have my horse move and I can cast. Yep. Natural 20. Nice. Uh, it's going to be 23 total. Mm-hmm. That's by five. Yes. So, uh, as part of my uh, my spell guard strike, I'm going to cast Recall Past Success. Doesn't do anything right now. Basically, I crush this guy in the face and then cast the spell. Uh, he'll take nine damage. All right, he is dropped. Nice, nice. nicely done. There are four left. One on me. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going on slow. Okay. You going to go fast? Yeah. I got it. That's not a bane, right? Can I jump? Can I jump off of my horse on one of these? Yeah. Sweet. Do I still have the bane then? You wouldn't have a bane. You're in the mix. Seventeen. Uh, that is a that's yes. Fifteen. Fifteen damage. Nicely done. He's still up though. Hey, he's injured. Anybody else going fast? Yeah, I'm going to go on fast. I'm going to cast Fault in Steel on the battle axe that the orc is wielding in front of my horse. Okay. Nothing happens until he deals damage with it. At that point, it disintegrates. All right. Uh, everybody else going on fast? I'm going on slow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the one that's on you, he's going to attack. Uh, you're behind your horse. Now. I am. All right, so he's going to chop in your horse. Uh, that's a 26. That hits. Is your horse injured? Not been touched yet. Uh, your horse takes 10 damage. Target is a weapon. The next time it deals damage, the weapon takes damage equal to its health. All right, so his axe shatters on the horse's body, and the orc is now unarmed. Let's see how long that lasts. All right. Uh, we've got two on Gunner. Uh, you jumped off your horse, so they're going to just gang up on you. All right. Are you injured? Well, I'm injured, yeah. Uh, that's a 23, 26. I am a half. Okay, so 26. Yeah, uh, Take 7, 9 damage. Nope. That puts me at death's door. All right, so you drop to the ground. Uh, the other work is... Feature check frenzy. The, just check the time. <laughs> All right, so the other work is going to uh, run over and attack the one that... Du- uh, attack Dugan from the other side. So he'll take a ban on that attack roll. Uh, Dugan, that's a 16 defense. That is a hit. He sucks uh, take 11 damage. All right, Dugan falls over. All right. What? God damn. It's up to you and me, Lilith. Uh, I'm not going to... I'm going to ignore the obedience thing, so I'm going to go ahead and take six, 26 damage. Five. No, four. Sorry. Four points. Okay. And I'm going to attack you. Okay. But I missed. All right. That brings us to the end of the round. Uh, slow, 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 slow turns. I'm going to have my horse move, and I'm going to cast. All right, I'm going to trigger a free attack against okay. your horse. Is your horse injured, by the way? Yes. Okay, that's going to be a 13 against your horse's defense. Um, uh, defense level. Uh, your horse takes 9, 12, 14 damage. My horse drops. Okay, and because you're on a horse when it drops, something fun happens. Almost there, I promise. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Uh, make an agility challenge roll. Eleven. All right, so you're fine. You managed to avoid being crushed by your horse. Okay. Do I still get to cast? Yeah. Okay. I'm casting special grasp on that one. Okay. Six points, mm-hmm. and he attacks with a bane for one round. Okay. Anybody else? Bolt for the end of the round. End of the round. 
22, 26. 26. I'm going to go for a target that's actually carrying a weapon. So go ahead. Roll All damage. Right. Uh, 11 damage. All right. You take out another one. Right. One of the ones that was on Gunner. How many orcs are left? Uh, you've got uh, one unarmed, uh, one armed and fresh, and one armed and pretty fresh. Okay. All right. End of the round. Any fate rolls from uh, Dugan and Gunner? Roll two. 18. Fatal D6. Oh. <laughs> so I rolled 3D6 and I got a T. <laughs> Two. Okay. All right. That takes the end of the round. That was that. Fast. Fast. Uh, yeah. Warhammer in the face again. Okay. Uh, on, I guess, the nearest one. Whoever that is. I don't know. I killed the one I was tagging. Oh, and uh, recall past success. Uh, triggers now, or it gives an effect. Basically, I'm. I, it take a moment to remember how awesome it was to smash that other orc in the face with the warhammer. I'm like, let's fucking do that again. And I get, I get two boons on the roll. Great. Nice. That's going to be a failure. It's a natural <laughs> one. <laughs> well, maybe let's see. You your load right before you slung. Your definition of awesome and minor. Seven, ten? <laughs> no, that is, that is a complete and total mess. But good effort, good effort. Yeah. Um, You're prone, by the way. I'm prone? Yeah, because you okay. fell down. Is it an action to stand? It's your movement to stand. Okay. So you have to wait till slow Then I'll wait till a slow turn. Is he going to ignore the obedience again? Oh, yeah. Three more points. If he was obedient, he would still be fighting for drudge. All right, uh, my fast turns. I'm going to go ahead and chop you while you're down. Are you injured? No. You probably will be. Uh, 28 defense? Yeah. Uh, 9 damage. Okay. Uh, then we've got one unarmed. He is going to wait till slow. The one that's armed is going to go for you. That's uh, a 23. Uh, for a measly 4 damage. Take it. Alright, slow turn. Anybody else? Slow up. Standing. Okay. And casting on the one on me. Alright. 19. 19. You strike it. Um, with your spell, it's against his strength. Yep, and he takes a minus five to his health for one minute. Oh, nice! Uh, that does not drop him, but he's close. Thumbs up. All right, so he shrieks in pain, and you see his whole body kind of crumple up. And he tries to shake it off as best as he can, but he's still going to press the attack. Anybody else? That should be it for slows. My one guy goes, uh, moves. He scoops up an axe and is coming for the clockwork. Yeah. Saw that going. Uh, 16 defense. That will hit. Take 10. All right. So uh, when he hits me with his axe, my uh, body immediately starts to repair all that damage. Cast negate harm. As a I wouldn't have made a difference. I was going to say, did you give him a bane when he attacked me? But I don't think it would have made a difference. Yeah. So so as bad. soon as he pulls his axe out, the wounds <laughs> heals up. And you were prone anyway, so that he got yeah. extra boon for that. Uh, all right, so that's great. All right, so you have to uh, withstand death. Bolt throw, please. 17 plus 9, 26. Yep. Uh, 6, 9 damage. 9 damage. All right, uh, that bolt strikes the one that was on uh, Lilith, and the bolt comes through his forehead. He falls down and voids his bowels when he hits the ground. Uh, fate rolls from both the two people who are incapacitated. It's a d6. It is. Four. Yeah, they're still in the disabled land. All right, it brings to the top of the new round. Fast turns. Fast turns. Do I have any on me? Okay. There are two so, left on. Both of the last two remaining are on shelf. How does he kick? Uh, I mean, does he? Are like? I'm okay. You haven't been injured, okay? Well, I got I got hit once. I'm fine. Okay. 
Uh, I'm just going to hit this new button. We are hit right. Try to do better than it is last time. Uh, that's going to be a nine. And it's not enough, unfortunately. Hey, can you um, do something with fortune to make that better? Like roll it with two boons or something? Or turn it into a success. I don't know what the options you are. Have yeah. to use, you can use fortune on your own. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll spend fortune to make it a success. All, All right. right. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we got two down and two hurt badly. <laughs> All right. Big money, no whammies. It's going to be 10 damage. 10 damage. He is still up. He was right. But he's injured. Anybody else? I'm going on slow turn. Okay. Two guys are going to press their attack against you. Okay, go ahead. Uh, 21, 24. For 14 damage. All right. I uh, wait. I'm bad at math. Hold on. <laughs> I'm I'm still up. And the other one coming at you. Uh, that is a 15, 18 defense. That will hit. <laughs> Seven damage. <laughs> All right. Slow turns. I run <laughs> as fast as I can back to camp. It's a half mile away. Well, I, I'm I'm doing a full move on a slow turn. I'm at least ahead of them. Okay, there's a lot of laughter uh, as you're running away. Uh, but do I see I, do I see no sir running by? If there is, I jump on him and ride. But I go. Yeah, there's as fast no as I sir can. looks at you as he's saying, well, "Fuck this," <laughs> and he's like, he just looks at you, and says, "No sir," <laughs> and gallops away. <laughs> then I head back right, to camp as fast so as I can. Let me full get speed. Out my other character. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> I was getting I ready to run and turn shots. I was getting ready to go give Dugan yeah, a healing wait, potion. Yet? He's got his oh yeah, crossbow, fire yeah. crossbow, and then they're going to dismantle the crossbow. I think, but it's got defense and it has um, health. It's uh, seventeen. Uh, yep, give me some damage. Six more damage. Ass. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and the round fate roll from you two and you, robot. Six, mother. You heal one damage. Four. No change? Four. No change. All right, so if... Fast turn. Can I use a triggered action once I'm awake before that when they make their roll? Or is it still... Is triggered action still... No, this is into the round stuff. Right. So... But it's it's outside of the round, so you can't use a triggered action. Well, what's the trigger? When someone makes a fate roll. Then, yeah, you could have. All right. You you order fate rolls whenever you want. Alright, so sacrifice to an incapacitated creature you can see would make a fate roll. You can tr- use a triggered action to expend the casting of this spell to change the number they rolled to a six. Okay. <laughs> so he still has to crank you. Actually, no, I'm not going to do him because yeah. he cranked. So. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Okay, so you get you get you, uh, you heal one damage. Heal one damage. Yay. Alright, so at least no, we're not you're running it still. Alright. Yeah. Like, this motherfucker. Hey, I, I was gonna go give Dugan a healing potion until he dropped, and then I said, no, fuck this. Alright, what do we got? Alright, fast turns. You guys are both prone. And nothing's near me at this second, right? Not yet. <laughs> you can uh, prepare an action so that you can extra boom when you attack him. Or can you just drink my healing potion. Yeah, <laughs> or do you, get, you have your recovery. Catch my breath. Yeah. All right, you're catch. That's a trick. Uh, you're a, you're a warrior. Straight yeah, I can use that. After, uh, so yeah. you catch your breath and suck a potion down. Yeah. Yep. Keep in mind your potion doesn't go into effect till the end of the round. Everybody's going fast. Now. Yeah, I'm going fast. I am going to inject myself with a triggered action mm-hmm. so that I heal with a healing potion, and I am going. To, and there's two left. Yep. All right, one much more injured than the one's other. One's injured. One's not. All right, so then the injured one is going to take a wrench to the face. You can dodge a wrench. Dodge a ball. Uh, I need to roll this dice. Tw- natural 20. 
Beautiful. Plus a lot, so it's going to do... By five. All right, and the target becomes impaired until the end of the round. Oh, we're so going to kill these Seven bugs. damage. And he dropped one left. You counted us out. <laughs> you counted yourself. Yeah. 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 I have a chance of hearing combat continue. You're just getting grounded with you're your stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know you move away. Yeah, you're only so. ten yards away. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, oh wait a minute! It's hard for a bit. Yeah, so it's still you. fast. Hey, everybody was down. Hey, everybody else want to go fast? Yeah, he does. You, mage. Yeah, this one little girl. Do I see the one that he just threw the wrench at? That one's dead. Okay, then the other one I'll cast. Red sticking out of the I'm going to cast harm on it. Twenty-three. Yep. His health takes ten minus ten to health. Oh shit! Boom. That's probably all. But that's still up. He's not looking good though. He looks like he's been on a bender. Oh, right. slow, slow or his fast turn. Uh, my fast turn. I'm going to run the fuck away. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Tables are turned, motherfucker. Crossbow has long range. <laughs> Uh, 17 plus 4, 21. Yep. How long is medium range? Is he within medium? Uh, take yeah. 14 damage. Yeah, he drops. Uh, he crossbow turret. Crossbow. Ah. Now we'll take a